The blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back, we go big game hunting. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today, as mostly usual, is Dean. And we have a very special guest with us this week, and this is Mark Eunice. Mark, thanks for joining us, sir. My pleasure. Now, there's a very special reason why you've joined us this week, (laughs) and that's because there's a movie near and dear to your heart and to my heart, and we had to have you on to talk about it. And that is Predator. It goes something. I don't know if that's exactly I right. think that's it. I'm into it. <laughs> something like that. I'm ready to go. Anyways. Oh, guys. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been excited about this one for a long time. Like, as soon as we kind of started this podcast, Dean, we were throwing ideas down on paper and this was one of the first ones that i threw down that i wanted to talk about we just haven't gotten there yet um sometimes we look at this list we have and we talk about like what we want to at a certain time right we don't have much of a schedule we maybe schedule a couple weeks out so this one i think it just came up that we should do this one and how have i been excited for it well this is this is what happened you had it on the list and then you did you watch it with Mark or were you just that talking exactly about it? Exactly okay. what happened. You watched it with Mark yeah. and then you were you told me about your conversation with Mark. You said uh he asked you at the end of the movie, okay, what do you oh, think? Oh no, hold on. Okay, oh. so you're you're gonna tell the story. Um not mine that, to, not mine to tell. Yeah, this I'm isn't sorry. your story. <laughs> sorry, I'm out. Yeah, go go ahead. And go ahead. um I was okay with letting you tell it, except when the very first thing you said was completely wrong. So I'm, I'm never gonna... allowed to talk on this podcast. <laughs> I'm scared now, actually. <laughs> I I'm actually gonna have to interject and, and okay. cut you off there. Okay. So um I would divert to Mark if he wanted to tell the story, and if not, Mark, I'm ha- I'm happy to tell the story myself. Well, so wait, just to get it straight. You had this on the list before we watched it? Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, well was... I mean, it's one of the... I mean, okay, well, spoiler alert, it's one of the best movies of all time. So it, it made it <laughs> it made it onto the talking back list for something to talk about, but it didn't jump up in the list until uh-huh. you and I had our um, somewhat recent yes. uh, exposure to it. So, so, yeah, so the story, as I remember it, was Tim and I were just hanging out one day at my brother's place. Um, and basically they had just renoed their basement and they got one of those full sort of movie theater, not full movie theater, but like a really nice setup and surround sound and the whole works. And we were just kind of hanging out and uh, checking what was on TV. And sure enough, there's Predator. And, you know, of course, I, I'm sort of like, ah, predator on this tv okay i know what we're doing for the next hour or two because it was sort of right in the middle of the movie and uh um, oh, it had just started it was it, it was it was maybe it was 15 minutes okay in. yeah 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 so we're watching a little bit and at one point i i remember thinking like i wonder if tim's actually you know seen this movie and if he has what he thinks about it well, and, it was a very like a gracious thing you were doing so we were kind of flipping through channels 
you know, we stopped on Predator, but we were like, we our plan was just to hang out and you know whatever, watch mm-hmm. watch some some shit on this big TV, this big beautiful TV. And I think you were being respectful and like wanting to make sure that we were both going to watch something that we wanted to watch. Right. Right. So you landed on Predator right. and we're like, well, is this something you'd like to watch? Yeah, so uh, carry on. I, I made the assumption that it was, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't know for sure. Fairly so safe assumption. I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'll, I'll just sort of see. I'll do the sort of silly thing and just said, hey, Tim, like, you know, what would you what would you give this movie out of 10? In a very th- innocent I, way. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought for a second. Like, I, I, I don't think I'd actually considered what I would give this movie out of 10 until you actually asked me it at that point. So I, I'd seen this movie, I've probably seen this movie a ton of times. Like, this was one of the movies when I was younger. Um, Once I saw it, like, once I crossed over that threshold, I was all in and I watched it whenever I could. And I've seen mm. it a lot of times. But I don't really... I didn't really consider where it landed on my list of right. out of 10 or even right. in my top movies right. where it sat. It's subtle. It's actually, and I, I want to, I hope we talk about this a little bit more, but it's a very subtle movie. And I remember the same experience. I had seen it a number of times. And then I, I remember one time watching it at a friend's place and it was just the perfect scenario to do it. And it blew me away with how deep of a story it is. Yeah. And so that was, I had already been kind of convinced of that in an earlier time. So I was sort of wondering if you had had that same experience or not. So, yeah. And I remember you saying clearly like something like nine out of 10, I gave it a nine out of 10. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Which, I, I, know, cons- I pondered it for a moment and I'm like, yeah, nine out of 10. What a cop out. Well, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, yes, he can still stay. <laughs> I think you were only out. mildly offended. <laughs> Just a little my, bit. I mean, under nine would have been a conversation that would have been interesting, but, um, <clears throat> Anyway, so it was at that point, a little ways in, we were watching that the infamous um, jungle shoot-up scene <laughs> started to happen, upon which I think I turned the volume up to, like, a very, very high level, and we sat there for the next five minutes while we basically watched that scene in its full glory. And then I remember, you know, pausing for at least a good ten seconds after it ended and slowly <laughs> turning to Tim, and I, I asked the question again. Tim, what would you give this out of 10? I think you responded, was it 16? I think I, thought, I think I said like something like 17.3 or <laughs> right, something. Right. So I, so which was the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was about right. The natural answer you were looking for the first time. But um, it was a glorious experience. Yeah. And rewatching it, it was, a, I think it was a 75-inch TV. Oh. And what a fantastic movie to watch on a TV like that. Because... I will spoiler alert something here. Do you know I'm going to beat you to the punch Tim, here? No, that's because um, I'm not allowed to talk anymore. Yeah, you're not, you're not allowed to talk for, until minute 20 now. But uh, no, it's that how t- um, how tight they do camera shots in this movie. It's all up close. So it's really great to see on a big screen like that. I'll get into those camera shots later. But yes, it was that moment, Mark, when I just, I called Dean. I was like, Dean, I watched The Predator on a 75-inch TV. This needs to be bumped to the top of the list. And he said... I don't think I've ever seen that movie before. And um, I was uh, somewhat offended. Mark is hearing this for the first time. He's clearly offended. Um, the look on his face is not I'm, it's very unsettling. I mean, I'll stick it out for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> thank but... you. Thank you. I so might have Dean, to move on to your side of the table. <laughs> Dean, you saw this movie for the first time yes. last week. You watched it for the podcast. I love that dynamic yeah. that you are brand new to this. And I'm really excited to hear what you're going to say about this. I'm excited to see uh, and hear, Dean, what, what your experience was. But 
we've got some um, housekeeping to do before that. Okay, great. This movie was released on June 12th, 1987. Budget, $18 million. Grosses, $98 million. Wow. So, really great. That's big. 18, yeah, $18 million. That, um, that's... I don't know. What do you think for that time? Does that seem high? I I think it seems a little bit low. Eighty for what for, they pulled off in like '87. It, it, no, it's not a it, big, yeah, it's not a big blockbuster um, budget. Yeah, it's a, they did a good job on that budget. Yeah, if you think of like Empire, which is in what '82, they have like 25 million. Yeah, you know, so we're we're five years later, and it is a rated R movie. Rated R movies don't get super high budgets, um, but yeah, I, I don't think 18 is super high. So, obviously, starring our good old friend, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's my best friend, I think. <laughs> I wish he was my best friend. <laughs> he was in his prime, yeah. too. He I was. Mean, oh, this is his prime. His I mean, yeah. the most beautiful man in the world. Yeah. Yeah. At this time. At the time. I mean, still now, but. <laughs> and coming to Winnipeg, actually. He is. Yeah, he's coming to town soon. <laughs> yes, he is. What? <laughs> to do a speech, yeah. Yeah. Really? A motivational speech. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Okay. Great. <laughs> See if we can get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Why didn't, we should have delayed this a month. <laughs> See if we can get him he on would the have podcast. for sure come on. Are you kidding me? He loves us. He loves talking back. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? Doesn't he have a line in one of his movies? Yakety yak, don't talk back. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does. It's twins? Or I think something? he does. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is, but I, I clearly remember that. Oh, no. Coincidence? Uh, Maybe. I, I, no, I, I think he likes talking back. <laughs> I would See you at so. the podcast, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that's the last one of those we get, Dean. Okay. And please, please don't do an emperor impression this podcast. I'll try not to. The emperor can sneak his way into anything. <laughs> Guy's diabolical. Okay. So this movie is directed by John McTiernan. Now, this is only John's second movie, but he goes on to direct films such as Die Hard, The Hunt for Red- Dean's Fist Pumping the Air, uh, the Hunt for Red October, Last Action Hero, Die Hard with a Vengeance, uh, among many others. So the guy clearly has skill and went on to do great things. This movie, Predator, was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects and won. Yeah, well I deserved. Know that. Yeah, won it's an, an Academy, Academy Award. winning film. Yeah. Wow. Mark just grew some more hair wow. on his chest right there. I saw it come out. <laughs> That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they really knew how to judge movies back then. That's right. That's right. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know what? You get that quite a bit with these um, these movies that we love and their special effects. Now, I want to get into the background here a little bit because there's a lot of interesting things going on that I don't think a lot of people, including myself, knew about. Now, it's written by a brother duo, Jim and John Thomas, in the early 80s. Now, the story is initially an idea about a brotherhood of alien hunters coming to Earth and all going in separate directions to hunt different big game. Hmm. The Thomas brothers, they quickly realize that this idea is a bit too complicated to come across in the film. So they they tighten it up to be one alien coming down to hunt the biggest game on the planet. Now, the first draft of the script really captures this essence of a hunting story. That doesn't actually make its way into the final script, so it's a lot less hunting uh, as they had initially had. But regardless, the brothers have their script and they proceed to go through the classic Hollywood hell where no one's interested in their script. Right. So they shop it around from place to place and nobody's interested. Until a low-budget production film company finally agrees to greenlight the film. 
and the brothers, they're ready to sign on the dotted line for this low-budget production company when something miraculous happens. What's that, Tim? I'll tell you what that is, Dean. <laughs> Dean, um, if you will, imagine with me okay. for a okay. moment. Should I close my eyes? Yeah, close your okay. eyes. Okay. Dean, you're an executive at 20th Century Fox Great. in the 1980s. Okay. You were just laid off. Okay. I'm sorry. Can't afford sorry my cocaine. About, I'm sorry about that. Um, but listen, it wasn't your fault. It was just a standard house cleaning of his executives, which is just something they do. You know, when things aren't going right, fire all the executives. Of course. Okay. Unfortunately, you're one of them. You're cleaning your desk of scripts. You're deciding what to throw in the trash and what to leave for the new exec coming in to take your place. You toss out everything except one script. Really? You, and, and you're looking at it. You can't really tell if you should trash it or not. It's kind of like oh, you're on the fence. But you don't. You decide to leave the loan script for your replacement. That was very nice of you, Dean. Yeah, <laughs> To leave sure. that script. I, I know. That's a stand-up thing to do. I know. I didn't want to throw them all in the garbage. I needed right. to leave you left something for the next person. But yeah. you, you don't owe that guy anything. No. Right? You no, do, but you, I, I owe you, it to film. It's in your character just yeah. to, be, to leave that script. Yeah. Oh, that's a hell of a thing to do. Yeah. Now, listen... Guess who your pl- replacement is? Uh, who? Mark. <laughs> oh, great. <Okay>. Mark, <laughs> Mark comes in <laughs> to his new desk, his new position. He finds a script waiting for him on his desk. And the script is titled Hunter. Ah. Yeah. Mark, being as smart as he is, loves it. And he convinces producer Joel Silver that this could turn into a blockbuster. And thus, Predator is born. Wow. Cool. So it almost so, didn't even see the light of day. Right. And also, great work, you two, yeah. in getting this film brought to life. Oh, well, yeah. I knew yeah. there was so something I... special about it. <laughs> and I knew the right person to follow me, the right the right person in that job would I mean, do the right thing. Yeah. Really. I was in the right yeah, place. Fantastic. Right so at that point, was it that group of people hunting Big game or no? They had no, scrapped that. They okay. had revised the script to the um, appropriate predator script. Okay. okay. They just what their their, their initial draft yeah. was much more like a hunting type of style. Yeah. So you would I I didn't find a lot about what that meant. I'm assuming it wasn't this team of mercenaries or like right. this this army team in the jungle. It was more like the predator found its target and it's just hunting it, learning what this. Thing is doing and, and trying to follow it and, and, and study it and then kill it eventually. Yeah, right? sounds so boring. It does sound, yeah, a little bit boring. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and I do want to talk at some point about what they do with the characters in this movie to set it up to make the Predator come alive in a way that it's meant to in a very subtle way again. Yeah. But we'll maybe get to that in a little For bit. For sure. We'll get there in the story 100%. So, Arnie reads the script and is very interested the Thomas brothers, though, are a bit worried because, like, Arnie has a certain take in his action roles that they didn't think was going to fit. Um, they, they see Dutch more as an everyman rather than this over-the-top action hero. So they tell Arnie, this is a quote, they say, if, if you would just play this guy straight as a real person who is really afraid and concerned for the welfare of your men, then the audience will truly believe you're in great jeopardy. Mm. And that when you quite literally rise out of the mud, people would really perceive you as a true hero. And that's how Arnold played it in the film. I believe it's to his credit that this film worked as well as it did. I agree. 
when you know that and you you think about that with his character, yeah. he does tone it down. He plays this guy who is afraid in these moments, right? Yeah. I think, though, too, there's something deeper there that's almost incidental to that whole thing, which is around the emergence of Arnold's character, I think. And and I didn't I don't know if you want to jump into this now or later, but the thing that I was just mentioning before is it's like the predator is cutting away all of the lesser sort of individuals in the team. And it's almost forcing that kind of inner strength of the character Dutch to kind of emerge at the end, because that's what it takes to actually go toe to toe with the predator. And I never really got the sense personally that Dutch was an everyman. I, I got the sense that there was always something, maybe he concealed a little bit around his men or whatnot, but it always seemed like he had an extra level above them. Definitely. So I think like the idea of everyman and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger together doesn't work. Right. So it's like, it's asking yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, this bigger than life character to pretend or to take the everyman into consideration, right? right? Like just dumb it down a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, of course, like you see this giant dude come off the helicopter. And, like that's not an everyman, right? But no. I think what they were looking for is like, you can't just come out guns a blazing and not be afraid of this right. situation and what's right. happening. Like yes. we need you to be afraid. Yeah. And he is afraid in this movie. Right. And I think that's, that's what true. they're asking him to do. Yeah. And, and he doesn't want to be that mercenary. Right. It's sort of like that when when he initially arrives there, he just he wants to. They're a rescue team. They're a rescue. They exactly. make a point of saying they're a exactly. rescue they're team. They're a rescue team. They don't want to engage unless mm. they have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's part of the everyman sort of. Definitely. Absolutely. Great point. Great point. So Alan Silvestri does the music. This is an iconic score. Absolutely. Like 100%. This is sure. this is the type of music. This this up there like with Jaws. When I hear Jaws, I know it's Jaws. Yeah. When I hear this, yeah. I know it's Predator. Yeah. There's it's, there's no mistaking it. Yeah, you're absolutely. Uh, right. I mean, fantastic job. This guy, uh, Alan Silvestri, he's already done Back to the Future by this time. Oh, wow. He goes on to do The Abyss, Back oh, to the Future man. 2, Back to the Future 3, Predator yes. 2, Father of the Bride, The Bodyguard, Judgment Night, Grumpy Old Men, Force Gump, Contact, Castaway, Polar Express. And all three Avengers movies. Wow. Among others. I mean, those are the ones I pulled out. It's wow. incredible. Isn't that incredible? These guys yeah. just like quietly do great work like yeah. that. And then you don't hear about them that much, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I knew this score. And I had not watched this movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, as soon as I turned it on and it just starts, <laughs> I know it's this. It's so intense. I, I get so pumped yeah. up for that score. Oh, I got yeah. so pumped. Dude. Okay. I want to get into production a little bit here and then we'll get into the story. Production has all sorts of issues and delays. They started filming a couple months late because of prior commitments of Arnold. It's also paused for three weeks in the middle so Arnie can get married. Nice. Yeah. a boy. Congratulations. But listen to this. The most notable delay comes from the Predator himself. Mm. Oh, I heard about this, I think. He hadn't landed on Earth yet. <laughs> he took a, was he took a wrong of honor? <laughs> he took a wrong turn at Saturn. <laughs> he was Artie's best man, wasn't he? He was, he was, yeah. <laughs> no, listen, listen to this, guys. I don't know if you guys know this. I didn't. Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast as the Predator. Mm -hmm. I did know this. He's ultimately fired, but no one really knows the reason why. Now, there's a lot of speculation, lots of rumors. Um, some of them were he didn't want to wear the creature suit, so he destroyed the $20,000 head. Oh. 
He, All right. One of them was that he's passing out too much due to extreme heat. Oh, he was too short. That's yeah. fair. Like the predator is yeah. a towering figure. He was complaining too much. Mm. Anyway, that it happened, basically nobody actually liked this original suit. Yeah. So they scrapped the original suit and Jean-Claude Van Damme with it. I heard the original suit was like a duck. A duck? Oh, yeah. yeah. He had like I, a duck face. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm. That's like terrible. When he took off his mask, he yeah, had like they, a duck's face. Not oh. so frightening. Ooh, <laughs> not predator. so frightening. Yeah, no, they, rough. Yeah. Rough. I can get the two short thing though, because yeah. he's got to be tall. Yeah. And it was just a guy in a suit at the end of the day, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a guy in a suit. Yeah, and yeah. he was like he's literally tall. seven feet tall. He was, yeah, he was yeah. very tall, okay. yeah. So Jean-Claude wanted the Predator to be a kickboxer because that's how he pictured the character being. So he wanted he wanted him to be, he wanted the Predator while fighting guys to be kickboxing them. Of course. <laughs> That's how, because look, so, you're Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, you yeah, like yeah. to kick. You want to, sh- he's trying to, he's basically trying to sell himself here, right? Yeah. He's trying to move up into like movie roles. So he's like, look, let me show off all my assets. Yeah. I can kick. I can kickbox. The predator should right. kickbox, right? <laughs> right. How he's, do- like, he's like, at what point does the predator do the splits? Like yeah. where, where in <laughs> the script does that. he yeah, do the like splits? between two trees <laughs> yeah. or something, right? <laughs> so he's in camo mode and then he's just in between two trees doing a split. <laughs> That's for sure what it And they're happened. like, you're fired. Yeah, I think that's what had happened, probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Who knows what happened? It could have been. It's probably no, all I think these we things just together. It out. He was doing the splits <laughs> on the set and he got fired. They're like, that is not in the script, no. Jean. No, I bet it was all these things that happened in a matter of hours, <laughs> one after another. This was a big mistake. <laughs> so, in the end, they're without a creature suit and a creature. Uh, like, even what the creature looks like, because they hated it, and they're without someone to play it. Yeah. So they pause filming for six months to try to figure out this creature issue. Arnie suggests reaching out to Stan Winston, who reconceives the look for the Predator. Now, Winston created the Terminator and would Mm. go on to take home an Oscar for his work on Aliens. Mm. Oh, he did Aliens too? Yeah, so decent guy to have here. So decent. When the Thomas brothers first see Winston's drawings, their reaction is, quote, this is absolutely it. This is amazing. Now, Winston was on a plane with James Cameron when he was doing some sketches of the Predator. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're working on aliens. Uh, They're together. Cameron says he always wanted to see a creature with mandibles. Mm -hmm. So that's how that aspect of the Predator made it into the, the character design. So... We're finally ready now to go back to Mexico and film the third act. This whole idea of the Predator not being ready until act three is completely like Jaws. Mm. And the reason that that movie had so much success where the shark isn't working until late in the movie. So you have to hint at its presence Mm. throughout the first couple of acts until you expose what it looks like. And it just builds and develops Mm -hmm. this feeling for the for the crowd and then the mm-hmm. viewers that's really, yeah that's really interesting yeah. like in jaws they had to come up with this camera that's at water level so that they could create the suspense mm-hmm. and, and the barrels this... like you know that the shark's yeah. there it's its presence is there but we can't show you it because it's broken you know that was almost to me and this is a bit of a tangent but the theme of the 80s to me was they had so many constraints whether you're talking about like movies or video games or whatever the medium they had so many constraints it forced them to get really creative. 
totally. with it. And totally. and something like the Jaws example, like filming in the at the top of the water or whatnot, is like a perfect example of that. Is how can we make this work and buy ourselves time until we actually get the creature online and working? Hundred percent. Improvisation. So it's a fascinating thing that very creative people. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's all I've got for production. So cool. We can get into the story here. Uh, we'll probably like loosely work our way through the story and just stop and um, hit on things we want to talk about. And uh, sounds I, perfect. Can I just? I want to talk about one thing, which is right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, sure. Which to me is something that is maybe not so commonly done nowadays. Okay, so and, and this ties into the story of the movie and. and I think a lot of the story is very utilitarian. Like, everything serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, as well, is a little bit of a dying art. I think, at least, in my opinion. But the characters in this movie, like, they're clearly all borderline psychopaths, if not, in some cases, like, Blaine is obviously a psychopath. Yeah. Now... I thought you were going to say they're all clearly cool as fuck. <laughs> uh, depending on your viewpoint. They're all clearly my hero, <laughs> they, my personal well, hero. So they don't belong in society. Whether yeah. that you know makes them admirable or not yeah. is your, your own opinion. But they take about five minutes at the beginning of the movie to sort of establish that these guys are not your run-of-the-mill people. They're being dropped off in a jungle probably because... The military said, you guys cannot stay too long in civilization. Right. And you need to go do something useful in your natural environment. And I mean, they established that with like crude jokes mm -hmm. and just like over the top macho behavior. Yeah. They mentioned past missions. Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's actually important because it sets the stage that these aren't, and this is going back to the whole normal guy thing. It's like, I don't think any of us really relate to these guys too much because that's just I, I don't know about you guys but i couldn't picture myself in that situation in my no, life in no. any circumstances no so it frames it well in that these guys are well set up to do what they need to do in that in that environment and yet that just positions the predator when it finally comes in to be that much more tough for sure right because these guys totally. are that good at what they do yeah. When the Predator comes in and starts taking them out one by one, you get the impression like, man, this thing doesn't screw around. Like, yeah. this is like a serious yeah. threat. And we'll get into it, but like, that's the whole point, I think, of the first act is like how fucking good these guys are at their job. Yeah. Like, the, the first mm -hmm. act means nothing other than this is how exactly. good this team is. Exactly. Yeah, we, we've said act a few times. Let's let's throw it out there. This, this movie is clearly broken into a three-act structure mm, for sure like yeah. it's, it's just cut and dry it's, it's yeah. a fantastic three three-act structure so. and they were all so different from each other they, they are all kind of their own movie they are mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. They're, and they're all great like, yeah. they're all a lot of fun mm -hmm. so yeah you get these guys coming out of this helicopter one by one mm -hmm. looking just more and more cool each guy that gets off is is cooler than the, than the last guy right, right? culminating with arnie smoking a giant cigar biggest cigar <laughs> biggest biceps right yeah. and um oh, is... wait 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 you mentioned biceps we're gonna talk about the handshake let's right? do it right now yeah okay. so yeah. he meets his old friend dylan right <laughs> and they do the handshake i mean this is burnt into my memory forever those what? biceps what? you can't out... draw biceps better than yeah. like more perfect than what i'm seeing with arnie and carl weathers yeah and like you look at carl weathers arm and you're like I could never imagine 
a human being growing an yeah. arm that looks like that. And then you pan over to Arnie's uh, arm, which yeah. is like two and a half times larger so and better bigger. sculpt. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Tim, I had never seen this movie. And I am someone who, for some reason, has a list of best bicep moments in my head. And number one is Captain America holding on to the chopper in Civil War. Oh, yeah. He's just like flexing oh, the bicep as he's right. pulling it in. That's like, a distant number I, two now, isn't I, it, I, I just rewind, rewind, rewind that. After I saw this, distant number two. Well, it's, like, insane. It's, just, it's insane. It's insane. It is insane. It's it, the most hilarious to, and amazing shot at the same time. Yeah. To all the listeners, too, if you haven't, uh, you should look on YouTube for that handshake. You know what? I'll post it on social media yeah, when this yeah, episode right. drops. Like That'll be one of the things I do. 10 or 12 fan videos made of that that handshake oh, with all sorts of effects. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and yeah. that whole interaction is so funny. Like, yeah. that's just, that is how you introduce Arnie in a movie. That interaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah but to Mark's point there, um, Dylan at that time, he says, like, you know, uh, or Arnie says, like, what what are we doing here? Or why are we right. here? And he says, because someone accused you of being the best. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the, it is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Their so interaction we, is so funny. We've got this, clearly, this incredible uh, group of yeah. mercenaries. Or, yeah. They're not mercenaries, though. No, because we said, they said, Arnie says they're uh, their rescue, uh, team. rescue team. Yeah. So, yeah. But this top of the line uh, army team, right? right? Actually, I wanted to say one thing a step back which is something I absolutely love in movies. Dean, I've mentioned it before. Mm. I love at the beginning of a movie where we see an alien ship fly past the earth and something ejects and lands on the earth. We we know as Mm -hmm. viewers that there is some sort of alien entity on this planet. We don't have to guess with the characters what's going on. We know we have a a bit of additional information and I appreciate that so much. So, yeah. you know, like, while these guys are kind of like, hmm, what's going on here? Like, you know, these guys are uh, something, something weird's going on. This guy just died. We know there's an entity there that's doing this. And they yeah. have to learn it for themselves. I'm really glad you brought this up because I think this scene, I mean, I've only watched the movie the once a week ago, but I feel like this scene could be easily forgotten just because it's right at the beginning. It's just mm-hmm. a spaceship going by, dropping it off. And I think it's really important. Because they never really talk about it being an alien yeah. in the entire movie. So this is all you get yeah. for you to think that it's an alien. And yeah. I think it is very important that you know this piece of information. Well, and this this uh, definitely carries over to me into a different genre, which is horror. And how nowadays I find... I'm not a big horror buff, but I see horror movies nowadays. They explain everything to the nth degree. It's mm-hmm. like you know everything that's going on, so there's no mystery. And so what they used to do back in the 80s, which I recall, is just they wouldn't explain that much. They leave it up to you to kind of just sit there and wonder, like, what is going on here? And it's just a very effective way to get you engaged in the story and and actually curious without. And then even even after when the movie's done, like as you're Mm -hmm. thinking about in your head, like if you can come come back to that, you know, if you're lying in bed as a kid and you're thinking, you know, that movie was so cool. But if you can get to that moment, like, oh, wait. You know, they that alien dropped off at the beginning. Right. Like it just, it just, it adds to it for me personally. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I agree. I think it is the magic of the movie is that they can keep that mystery while showing you exactly how it happened right, right. at the beginning. Right, right. And then they build. They slowly yeah. reveal bits and bits and bits about the predator. Yeah. If you didn't have that first scene, 
it's not as meaningful. No, because you're right. like, what the fuck is the predator? What is that? Yeah, yeah right, right. Is What's that, it doing there? Is that well, why in is it, our world? Is it some sort of mutant, or this it's like a, live in my world? a rogue person yeah, doing yeah. like these, yeah. doing murders or something yeah, like that. Right? Yeah, right. So they they all get off. They all get like back in a helicopter, right? And fuck me, you got long, tall Sally playing with these dudes in the helicopter yeah. with a with a red light on, it's like amazing. infrared light. I yeah. I had never. I don't even know if I've seen anything like that since. But no. definitely at the time, I had never seen anything like that. What a scene! Like they're yeah. like they're bonding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Everyone's getting their moment, their thing. Yeah. 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 They're right? all like they're they're all there. Like some of them are like maybe loading their guns or something yeah. or sharpening their knives and they're like joking back and forth and yeah. it's just the coolest visual. They are real characters too. Yeah. Hundred like, percent. They're not. You're not supposed to necessarily like them or think no. they're upstanding people, but they're no. believable. You know, like, that's what they used to do back then, is they'd make people that it's like, yep, pretty sure I can believe this person exists. Yeah, there is there is no time in this movie where I am not buying 100% yes. what this movie is selling. Right. I am buying their mission. Yep. I'm buying what goes wrong in their mission. I'm buying the terror that they're feeling. Yeah. I'm I'm buying their deaths. I'm believing mm-hmm. it all. I'm, I'm buying Arnie's final mission as well. Like, it's just everything is like, I'm so captivated by mm-hmm. it nothing turns me off nothing right. turns me off about right. it and what's interesting is we we buy it because they have all each character has their own little thing and they have their own little thing that isn't really a thing like it's not really <laughs> something that no, anybody no. does but they all it's have just a their, small a small natural. something that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. makes them a little bit different mm-hmm. from the other guys yeah. a small they show us a small personality trait of yeah. each character yeah. right yeah. one guy's shaving but all the time i think this is a critically important point is that I think where a lot of movies go wrong is that they create a world that seems to have these rules that you naturally kind of know about, right? It's like they set up the stage and so many of them end up breaking the rules that they create. Something comes into that universe that they created that doesn't fit or doesn't make sense. Right. And then you as a viewer are just naturally pulled out of it. Whereas if you build a world like that and you inhabit it and you stay in that sandbox and everything's consistent and believable, you are sucked into that as the viewer, and you stay there, and then whatever tension is being built isn't disrupted by the fact that suddenly something came out of nowhere that's just nonsensical. Go ahead. Dan. I was just going to say, audiences are smart. Yes. Right? And so if you build a sandbox, you got to play in it. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't go outside it. People will pick up on that. Mm-hmm. If you, you can establish the rules, and then you can make any movie inside those rules. This is where I wanted to talk about the framing of the characters. Because you're in the jungle and they frame, let's say they frame Arnie. He's almost taking up half of the frame just Mm. with his head and maybe his neck. And they do that with a lot of characters. And what that does is it makes us, the viewer, feel like a member of that team. It makes us feel like we're right there with them in the jungle and we can't avoid it. Right. right? Like there's no escape for us. There's, you know, we're right there talking with them. We're sweating with them. And that just really helps to mm. make you feel like you're part of it. And yeah. I think, I mean, I think it was done for that reason, right? They yeah. want everybody to feel uncomfortable, right. right? And the closer you are to these people, these characters, the more uncomfortable you're going right. to feel because the right. more you're more in yeah. it, you feel. Yeah. This, this movie is shot incredibly. I can't imagine a person that would watch it in the atmosphere you're in, in that home theater and wouldn't say 10 out of 10 just because of how it looks. Oh, 100%. Mm. It looks mm. amazing. Yeah. yeah. They're in a jungle, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is, it's incredible. Especially after that scene where you you turn to Tim and say, what's your rating now? <laughs> yeah. How could you watch that on a big screen in a home theater and not say 10 out of 10? It was still, right. it was still uh, 
well, I guess it was early into the second act that I, yeah. Uh, but I mean, far before that, I was already at 17. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> just uh, pulling back a bit, Dean, to something you said about the characters, how they all have something. Like, yeah. um, it's kind of like at this point in the movie, Billy, um, we all know Billy. Yeah. He, he's, um, kind of like whatever, just kind of walking around. It's a, a kind of like a nothing scene, but he cuts a random vine. Yeah. And starts mm-hmm. sucking on it yeah. and drinking milk. Mm-hmm. Right, he's the only guy there that knows he can cut that vine mm-hmm. and right. get right. some yeah. sort of right. liquid out of it. Right? Yeah. They, they yeah. So it's all they all have these neat little things. But right? even that make it, even built into that scene, he lets it go because he gets distracted because he thinks he sees the credit or something, something out there, sees, and you just yeah. see it kind of dripping off mm-hmm. in the distance. Right. And it's just like a, a, it just gives you a sense that this guy is immersed in nature, and and it gives him that. Yeah. extra sensory kind of perception it's yeah. little moments like that like this yeah. this movie is an action movie right it's getting all the action right. bros in the seats yeah. but it's also a sci-fi movie it's getting right. it, it, it's like it's getting everybody there right it's giving you a little bit of everything and yeah that's the big fault of action movies now is they just think they have to be it's like constrained to just being visual effects yeah over and over and over but to me, like a great action movie, it's about the the evoking that emotion yeah. of, of being in the, And that can mean it can be evoked by sci-fi. It can be evoked by good characters, right. good story, good dialogue. All those different things can just make an action movie way more effective. Yeah, your mm-hmm. audience wants to see that, but it's also okay that they have to think. Like, it's also okay that they have yes, to figure something out. they don't have out. to be mutually and, exclusive. And in this movie, they, they give you a lot of stuff. Like, yes. Ernie tells you a lot of lines that you don't necessarily need. It, it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. It, like, works with the movie. So mm-hmm. you can give that action movie where you have to think. Mm-hmm. Um, so the team, they make their way through the jungle, and they get to their mission, mm-hmm. right? This mission, this rescue mission. And it turns out it's not exactly what they were expecting. Uh, double cross from from Dylan, who's mm-hmm. with them on the team. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the end of Act 1. So Act 1 is meeting the team, um, getting to know them, going through the jungle with them, and basically completing their mission. Taking like, out that yeah. team of like, yeah. uh, what were they, drug runners? I can't remember exactly what they I, were. I don't even really, we don't even really get to know. Like they find some documents yeah. and Dylan's yeah. like, we've got these assholes now, but right. like, we don't know. Again, yeah. they don't tell us. No. We don't need to know. Yeah, that's fine. We just know yeah. they're generally yeah. like bad it's guys. It's great that I'm confused about yeah. it. I yeah. love it, right? From yeah. the one watch I had, I, I felt like it didn't matter. No, right? it all, matter. The, all that exactly. mattered was that when they got into that situation that they didn't want to be in because their rescue crew, they just annihilated. Yeah, like, well, they, they, annihilated they just it. went in and they did the job and there wasn't even a second where you thought they couldn't do it. No, yeah, the whole no, point they was are to the best establish the their badasses. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Sets up the and that's why you need perfectly. that. Yeah, you don't need to know what's going on. You mm-hmm. just need to know that they did it and they did it effectively. Mm-hmm. And I think it sets up Dylan's character as um, a person who we initially thought was good and who is now this kind of double-crossing a-hole who now we're not supposed to like a little bit. Because he knew what was going on the whole time. The team right. didn't. He used Arnie and his team yeah. for something they didn't know they were getting into. It wasn't a rescue mission. It was, It was was for him, it was a kill mission. It was, we yeah. need a team to go in and kill everybody here. There was no one to be rescued. You know, it's interesting though. Like, I don't, I don't hold that against Dylan necessarily. I don't dislike him as a character because he did that. And it's actually foreshadowed by that whole interaction between him and Arnie right at the beginning where it's like, you know, Arnie's like, well, what happened to you? CIA got you pushing too many pencils. It's like Dylan's kind of, he used to be one of the team. Right. And now he's taken a different path. And it's just like, 
again, a subtle little character development that's not specifically necessary yeah yeah just yeah flavors things a little but bit then more. but now he's the one who's put this whole team into into yeah. danger right yeah, like yeah. he's 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 not taking their lives into consideration right which, i mean it's a i guess i just think it's a bit of a douchey move right like he's doing his job so you, you don't yeah. you don't fault the guy for yeah. that yeah. right he at, at his job is like at all cost to save more lives in the future we need to get in here and get this information so i'm going to do whatever i can to do it right but you know on the human level He's throwing this team into danger. If they all die, he doesn't care, right? Well, or was he just so confident they'd pull it off? Maybe, maybe. You got Arnie leading the team. I mean, have you seen I his biceps? I, <laughs> I just say it like he had to have a pretty good bet that they were going to do it. No, right. yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, in the time that this movie came out, what was it? Eighty-seven. You said. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Eighty-seven. So, like, I know Carl Weathers from Rocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he like he's a villain. I, I think Rocky's like seventy nine or something like that. Right. So he's a villain. Yeah. Up until the mid eighties, where it switches and he's all of a sudden the a hero. hero in those yeah. movies. So I think this movie comes after all that. I think I, if I'm watching this movie like in eighty seven, I'm saying, oh, you know, this guy's the guy. I mm-hmm. like this guy now. Yeah. He's my friend. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I remember I, liking him. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that it would have. It would have played well in 87 of him being a part of the team and him just going with them like, okay, yeah. I, I am pushing pencils, but maybe yeah. I want to get back yeah. in the field. I want to be back with my yeah. guys. Right. Exactly. So I could, I could believe that. Yeah. Well, and, and it harkens to me that you could like characters without them necessarily being moral upstanding characters. It's like... Oh, very true. Dylan's just an interesting character. Yeah. Period. He's like a, a, he's a very believable guy. He's got his own agenda. He's got, I don't like how, you know, a lot of times nowadays the protagonist is this perfect, flawless character with no real, you know, coloration to mm-hmm. anything. It's just basically they are a perfect. They're perfectly moral. They're perfectly upstanding. They're, they're flawless. They're brave. They're courageous. They're beautiful. They're yeah. strong. They're blah, blah, blah. And they're incredibly dull. Yeah. And a character like Dylan just adds a level of complexity that I find endearing. And so whether you think he's a good guy, whether you'd want to be friends with him in real life, as a watcher, you can still appreciate the character and and like him on that level. Yeah, Yeah, he was one of my favorite characters. Totally. Mm -hmm. I I would have never even thought like that he wasn't one of the best characters. Like if if the movie ended and you said Mm -hmm. like, how do you feel about Dylan? I'd be like, great, love him. Yeah, me too. I think he's probably my second favorite. I, think, I would agree against you know Arnie. Yeah, I would agree. If you're going to throw the Predator in there as well, then he's probably a, th- a three. But oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Predator is a great character. Yeah, and then but, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, I wish Jesse was in it more. Yeah, but you know what though, I he would, didn't need to be. Though. He served like, his purpose. We talked about Billy, but then he got Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Shane Black's character. Um, shoot, I can't even remember his name now. Uh, Shane Black, uh, Hawkins, Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You got Hawkins, he Poncho. Was, you know, the first to kind of go. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I liked. I loved Poncho. Poncho was so awesome. Cool. He was that small, he compact was. guy. Yeah. Just, with the the, way, the yeah. way that he delivered his lines. Yeah, like he he was yeah. the one who made it right near near to the end. Yeah, like he, he did. Hit yeah. by that tree, one of their traps. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what kind of at the at the point in the movie we're at is we're, we're starting to see the predator vision, right? So we're starting to see that right. this, oh, yeah. this entity right. is is following them or something weird. We don't even really know what's going on, right? Yeah. He's like seeing their. Um, heat signatures and he's like 
uh, processing the sounds they're making. Yeah. Mm. So this is this is the classic like they can't show us the predators, so they're showing yeah. us what the predators seeing. Totally, right? really works well, and I think it works well. I don't think it plays at all if we don't have that first scene of him, of something yeah, happening right, on Earth. Right. Totally. I actually think it doesn't totally. work at all. Well, totally. Of course, it would and be right? like, what, yeah. what's, now you what's know going you, can, on? you can tie it to that scene. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you start to see, sorry, the, the uh, results of the Predator's work when they find those green berets. Right, right. Or the remains of some the skin green berets. It's like, you, now you know some shit's going on that's totally. not, not Shit good. is going down yeah. in it's the a, jungle. It's, it's a violent, gory movie, which yeah. I respect. I like yeah. movies like that. I watched this movie on Blu-ray. These effects are super tight. You know, I, I probably watched it the most out of my life on VHS. That's the most views mm. I've had. So some of that stuff doesn't come across. But you watch this movie now on Blu-ray. The effects are great. They still hold it. They still hold. They look fantastic. This is why they won the Academy Award. Right. Yeah. I like to think a lot about um, the time that the movie came out and what I'm watching. Like, I'm I'm younger than both of you so i'm watching movies before i was born and i'm watching these movies from the 80s and the 70s that that came out before i was born i'm trying to think of what it would be like in this time to watch these effects happening Mm. and this movie this like predator cloaking thing i feel like this is incredible for 87 yeah i don't even know how they pulled it off yeah I, i the just the exactly like the the, the way you can see through them, but it's kind of it's shimmery yeah, and bubbly. It's, it's incredible. Remarkable. Yeah. Okay. I just had to double check something. I looked at my notes and mm. I had Predator winning the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, but it was only nominated. Oh, okay. Uh, so it didn't win. Right. Okay. So my bad. It won Best Picture though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it did. No? It did win Best Picture. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, and best That's the main one. best leading and supporting actor for the Predator. Yeah, <laughs> for Arnie and the Predator. Okay, good. And best supporting female actress for for that ju- for the woman for the Jungle Woman <laughs> who, who doesn't really have a name, does she? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't I, know. That was actually I mean, probably like, the one sort of you know downside of that movie is that they did nothing with so, her really. No. Yeah, so I, I I think I need to apologize to everybody listening for saying that it won. But you know what? Award. But it got it did get nominated. It did not win. Also worth it for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. But yeah, that woman. It it's sort of like that seems like a studio note, and it's just like yeah. there should be a woman. Like right, yeah. like this right. this huge male Ernie should have some sort of woman yeah. that he gets to talk to. Well, he needs and to save someone, right? He needs, he needs to, to save, save someone. Yeah. Save someone. It was, yeah, it's, that was it's really bad. Um, I, I feel like yeah, I feel like for this movie, just leave it out. Like Especially, don't don't even like if, if right. you're going that way. If you're going just right. like complete huge guys in the jungle, just go that way. We were talking yeah. about it before the podcast. How alpha this movie yeah. is in a movie like this. You you actually don't need a, a token woman just just to have a woman, right? This just is a, this way, is a very alpha way, movie. Yeah. Go ahead, like make your alpha movie. Yeah. Just do it. Go all the way with it if you want, right? Yeah. So, I I mean I wouldn't say that she was like out of place or anything like that but there was definitely that sense it's just like she didn't didn't really add anything to it and it seemed almost this well, kind of it would have been far greater if she was um let's say a female soldier from the other side right a female sure. soldier that they take from the right. camp right or um a female soldier on their team or something right, right? Some, someone yeah. empowered but to just right. have this person who's like seems yeah. so weak yeah. and can't do anything and then arnie has to save her at the end it's like yeah. we yeah, don't no. need that that's not that doesn't that was, in this movie we don't need that no. and why are you taking a hostage and arnie just throws her away like the movie throws her away 
right? It's just like, hey, go run towards where I tell you to run towards. She's yeah. done. She's out of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, go that way. Yeah. Gone. Never see her again. Well, we see her on the chopper. <laughs> okay, true. Yes. So yes. she survives. Yes. She got to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we're at the point where we lose the first member of our team. Of our team, I'm calling them our team. I'm so invested in this. We're, <laughs> Tim, we were there. We were, all three of us were there. I feel like I was there. I feel like I was there. So we lose the first member of this this squad, and you know a lot of cool shit is starting to happen. Like Billy is really spooked at this point, and this hostage that they have, the the woman, she she says the jungle came alive and took them, mm. which is fucking cool so you know, i guess she is there to say certain well she had a few lines that were kind of adding to the plot a little bit sort of yeah but i mean any uh, anybody could have said that like the guy yeah. the, the troop trooper beside him right. said that, yeah, right? But, yeah but um, that the, there is a good point there where they don't really like believe what she's saying yeah and arnie comes in and says why didn't she run Right. Like, she's afraid of the jungle. She's yeah, afraid right. of everything out there. Yeah. That's why she's staying with us. So I yeah. think that point is kind of important. I guess she does serve the purpose of yeah. making it a little bit more frightening for us. Like, yeah. she doesn't even want to get away. Right. Because she's going to get killed. Maybe the movie got it right. Maybe we're the assholes. Maybe. Maybe. Well, hey. It wouldn't many, be the first time in my life. How many uh, Academy Award winning movies have you made, Dean? I think zero. This one won four. Right. That, yeah. I, that I know of. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's I, true. I don't know everything, hmm. but listen, I get the feeling here. Arnie as the team leader and the predator, both of them at the same time are trying to learn the enemy, right? Mm. And it's this a little bit of a slow progressing thing, but it's already starting to happen. Arnie mm. needs to keep his team alive, and he's very hyper alert to what's going on. Mm. And the predator is doing these things to figure them out as well, right? He doesn't know what the capabilities of their weapons are around this time. We get the, the scene with uh, the minigun, the Sam minigun and everybody's like, where they kill sh- the jungle shooting at the jungle yeah. to kill the jungle and the predator gets hit. Yeah. Right. So that the predator easily could have got killed there if it was closer. It doesn't, it's figuring out what this team can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I really like that dynamic that you've got these two leaders figuring things out. Uh, one of the really cool aspects of that whole thing is where the predator starts recording the voices mm. and that's yeah. just another like another level in which it's like it's not just trying to learn about their military capabilities it's trying to learn about them as a species that's a great point you know and and that's just and again it's an unnecessary thing yeah in straight up action movies you don't yeah. really need to add that but it just again adds another layer of it's another bond to the world that makes it more believable. And the yeah. more they add to that, the more engaged you get as a viewer. That recording of their voices and then playing it back, and it sort of gets more clear as he mm-hmm. keeps playing it back. And also this sort of cloaking that it has. Like, we're seeing that this predator is technologically advanced. Yes. Right? It's got a yeah. lot of tools yeah. at yeah. its disposal. And, like, we haven't really seen much of it, but we're seeing some of it, right? We're seeing this yeah. vision. We see through its eyes. We see this heat vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We see that it's the jungle coming alive. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's it got can the cloak skin a human being. Yeah. So it's not just that it is an alien. It's also got all this technology. Another thing that we got to point out is there's a scene, I think it's even early in the second act, where... Um, 
Oh no, 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 it's later. I and I think it's actually when Billy's killed. There's a scene after the predator polishing a skull. And mm-hmm. I think it's Billy's skull. Or it's supposed yeah. to be Billy's skull. Yeah. But it's establishing it's clear at that point what this thing is and what it's doing. Mm-hmm. It's hunting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it, And it's, gathering trophies. You know, in a lot of movies would be like there would be some scientists that would tell you directly, like, I think it's an alien that's hunting us and it's using this as like a training. No, it's like it's it shows it polishing a skull. That's all you <laughs> need to see. That is. That's right? it. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's the most just perfectly subtle, natural yeah. way of representing what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a, a great juxtaposition there because while it's polishing its skulls at that point in the movie, it's a little bit later on, but it's where Arnie is setting up the traps for the predator. Right, so yeah. it's like this hunter is is polishing its rewards. Right. Meanwhile, the hunted is doing all it can to try yes, to stay alive. Exactly. Right? It's a great moment there. Yeah. yeah. Because, um, wait, should we get to it or wait? No, no, no. no. Okay. Let's let's. let's, let's I got a few more things to say okay. before that. Okay. So we're at the point where where Billy knows what's going on. Mm. Um, I don't know what's hunting us, but it's it ain't no man. He says. Right. Yeah. And he says we're all gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is from one of the toughest dudes on the team, yeah, right? right? Straight shooter, man. <laughs> He's yeah. a straight shooter. So. At this point, too, I really appreciate this moment because um, Jesse Ventura, Blaine, gets killed. Mm -hmm. So this is a little bit after, but we get this moment with Mac, who is his friend, Mm -hmm. right? And has this sad moment that you don't need to throw in this movie, right? Mm -hmm. But you got got Blaine getting drunk, like, to the full moon or something in the moonlight. Mac. Sorry, I'm sorry, Mac. Yeah, Mac getting drunk and, and like, crying, right? Like, like saying this guy was his friend, right? So it's... We're humanizing these characters here. Yeah, yeah. And um, I appreciated that. You didn't need yeah. to do that at yeah. all. But it continues to make us feel for these yeah. uh, soldiers. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Mac has a lot of those moments, I feel. Like he's got a lot of. Yeah. He's, he's a very. He's uh, such like a. He's a sympathetic. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's, he's got such a great face. Like he's such a great mm-hmm. facial actor. Mm-hmm. And like he, he sweats so much yeah. that you just like can tell when things are really nervous and like his 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 character thing you know the shaving is so weird i was just gonna bring up the shaving that's <laughs> yeah. such a great it's, thing it's, it's like, so great it's so weird and so it pays compulsive. off so much yeah when he snaps the razor yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it's just so good so many subtle little touches yeah like i think he's a great character and like mm-hmm. especially because of that moment when he's just you know feeling it for his friend they were yeah. best friends and yeah. then he kind of goes off after that you know, you would you would say, oh, he's you know he's gone crazy, but he's actually picking up on everything. He's actually more attentive. He's now. more in tune, yeah, yeah, and he knows what's going on now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he starts to be able to see the predator kind of yeah. after that situation. He's able to pick it out of the jungle and track it, and yeah. follow it. He's getting more sort of like animal. You know, he is, yeah. He's he's more yeah. in like becoming an animal of the jungle because he has to. Totally, yeah, totally. Uh, so we get right close to the end of Act Two here, where the team decides to set up traps to catch the predator yeah they're all setting the stuff up it's they do a great job of getting you excited here right it's that theme music again as they're setting these traps up Mm -hmm. it's like this is where they're gonna capture it and kill it and you're kind of lost uh, you're lost in time at this point you don't know if it's been 40 minutes or an hour and a half so i'm i'm watching it and i'm thinking this is it this team is gonna set these traps up they're gonna catch the predator that's going to be the end of the movie. Yeah. And these traps 100% don't work. No. Right? No, no, they catch like a wild boar or something, right? Well, they catch a boar, but they also do catch the predator in a net. 
and he just blasts oh, the yeah, shit out right. of everything. Yeah. Right. Like he yeah. easily escapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and then he's just gone. Oh, he's gone, and yeah. he's like he. Uh, uh, that's where Poncho gets hit with one of the traps they set up. This oh, tree yeah. coming down yeah, 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 hits yeah. him. Um, Mac and Dylan go off chasing it because Mac can see it right now. Yeah. He's, he's following it. They go off. They both get killed. Um, really gory deaths for those guys. Like yeah. Yeah. Mac gets shot through the head and yeah. like blood's coming out. His body's convulsing after right, he gets shot. Right, like, right. That's very graphic yeah, for that time. Yeah. Totally. Very, very graphic. Totally. I, I love seeing that stuff now. Like yeah. it's just yeah. it just adds to the level of of it's realism. Savage. It's, yeah. savage. it's savage. Great point. Yeah. I love it. And then Dylan gets his arm blown off. Yeah. It's like it's it's so gross, but he like, still keeps you, fighting right after though. Yeah, yeah. You need to see this in this movie. This, this movie has to have this. Like, yeah. For mm-hmm. it to for us to be buying into all this, like the mm-hmm. sandbox you talk about, mm-hmm. we need to see this. We need to be shown this. Yes. I don't just want to see uh, Dylan gets shot and him fall over, right? I right. want to yeah. see what happens. Yeah. I need yeah. to. I yeah. need to know, right? And I, I think it's very important and very good that they get picked off so easily. Where Definitely. they where they oh, yeah. were doing that exact thing in Act One, mm-hmm. they were picking off everyone so mm-hmm. easily. Yes. They didn't even have a problem yes. with it. Mm-hmm. And then now they're getting picked off so yeah. easily. Totally, totally. Great yeah. point. Yeah, setting the stage. For setting act the three. stage for Act Three. And Act that's Three it. gets so great because of. Yeah, Those two acts. We're there. We're at yeah. Act Three. So yes. all of the men are dead except yeah. Arnie. Yeah. To start Act Three, they basically throw Arnie off of a cliff. Mm. He's, what a great he's scene! Running from the predator, he goes flying off a cliff into a waterfall into the water. This is such a great technique that they use mm. because, like, they basically wash everything else before it away. Right, mm-hmm. they they yeah. throw you into this yeah. new environment, yeah. this new movie. We can almost forget about everything that has previously happened. Right. Right. Let's start new. Yeah, right. Right. But the best part about that is after he goes through all those waterfalls and all that falling, he gets to the shore, and you're like, okay, cool. Like yeah. we're finally somewhere fresh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and boom, boom, predator, right there. Yeah, exactly. We didn't see his part yeah, exactly. of it, but he was yeah. right behind. Yeah, him. It took two seconds. Yeah, two together. seconds, and you're yeah. like, oh shit. Can't get yeah. away from this guy. Yeah. So this is where Arnie crawls out of the water, gets covered in this mud, and is basically lying there to be killed. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Yeah. And, yeah you can and, see the resignation. Yeah. He's just yeah. used to, like, what, what do you do? What do you right. do against this? His team's been killed. This thing's followed him off a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, whatever. Predator comes up, is looking for him, can't see him. Mm-hmm. So Arnie realizes the mud is going to hide me. So he covers himself in mud, and they really slow down the movie here. Mm-hmm. By giving us um, the moment we kind of talked about before, where the the predator can't find him, so kind of goes off, starts polishing his. He he uh, might think oh, he's yes. dead, right? He Maybe. might think Arnie's dead because Maybe. he sees. Yeah. Heat actually, I, I hadn't considered that. Actually, yeah, he sees heat, right? When he yeah. picked up the scorpion, it was black because it was dead. It yeah. was cold, and of course, this is not incongruent at all because you've had the whole movie scenes of looking through the predator's eyes yeah. and understanding that that's how it sees. Yeah. So when Arnie's suddenly covered in mud, it's not like a convenience. It's something that actually makes sense that yeah. they've established and built up to that point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So he followed him all the way down through those waterfalls, all the way. He was, he was, he was probably seeing him throughout that whole time. And then all of a sudden he's gone. So yeah. he probably thinks he's dead. Probably. So he's like, okay, cool. Wash, I'll just go wash back. Down yeah. the, wash down the water. Yeah. I'll go back and uh, polish my polish skulls. My things, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've so, all been in that situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good day's work. Time to yeah, polish my right, skulls. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Friday night. So Arnie starts setting up his traps 
all those different traps. Super cool moment. He home alones the jungle. He does. <laughs> it's what amazing. the hell? I have never thought about it's that amazing. before. It's amazing. He does home alone the jungle. That's great. It's my team. jungle. I have to defend it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So he gets all his traps set up, everything he's looking to do. And then he wants to call the predator over. So he fucking lets out the most like Cro-Magnum roar mm-hmm. yeah. I've ever heard out of a human being. What what, am, like yeah. the <laughs> birds. It's, are just like, it's primal. It's it is primal. so it's, primal. And, and that's just it. It's like, it's at that point that like, I think Dean uh, mentioned with the waterfall, the cleansing, that's what that scene sort of intimates to me is that that call is like, okay, this is what you brought out of me. Right. It's like, yeah. essentially you've told me if I don't, connect with my most primordial killer instincts yeah. in this situation i'm dead yeah so okay you motherfucker let's go uh, let's yeah. go let's this do is it. it i'm doing it you and, asked and for he's this. bringing everything to bear yeah that he can i love when a movie shows me exactly that it knows what's going on like yeah. that it knows mm-hmm. what it's doing mm-hmm. it knows what it has set up and what it's going to pay off and that is that moment when he screams yeah. Yeah. Totally. i know that it this yeah. movie knows exactly yeah. what it's doing right. yeah. and right. i right. am on board for this ending right. yeah so here's something i thought was extraordinarily cool it's it's genius it's that the reason the predator is so formidable in this movie is because it has the ability to become invisible the second Arnie has the same advantage. Mm. He starts kicking the shit out of the Predator. Mm. They're on even ground. They're on even mm. ground. Yeah. This is all about technology. Yeah. Mm. And once Arnie loses his mud, his invisibility, he starts getting his ass kicked again. Mm. But then the Predator says, all right, I see what's going on here. Okay. I was hiding and winning. Then you were hiding and winning. So you know what? Let's toss our technology <laughs> out the window. You are clean. Yeah. Your mud is gone. I'm going to take my mud off. He takes off his mask. He drops his weapons. And he wants to have a good old-fashioned fist fight mm-hmm. to see who is number Another one. Okay. Great moment. And I'm going to pause there because, like, in a lot of movies, that would just seem so contrived. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It would just seem like... Like, just shoot him. Yeah, right. Exactly. You it's got him, just shoot classic trope him. of, yeah. like, why doesn't the bad guy just kill them when they have the opportunity? Because, as it established in the very first scene, where you had that little pod coming from the alien ship, what is this thing here to do? It's here to hunt. And it's not here to hunt because it's hungry and it needs to eat Arnie after he kills him. It's here to hunt because it's trophy killing. It's here to test itself. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why when it does this whole, okay, let's go one-on-one, you know, on even ground kind of thing, it makes sense. It's still in the sandbox yeah. that they created. Exactly. I think this is why you get all these alpha males at the beginning of the movie. You get all these, you know, jokes that they're throwing out. Mm-hmm. And you get all this, like, muscle flexing, shirt off scenes. It's to get to this end and actually make it make sense that, these guys were this type that would, you know, they got to win. They got to win it no, no matter what the cost. Mm-hmm. And when we get to this creature who's against a guy who is using similar techniques to try to even the playing field, he's like, okay, yeah, I get that. Let's be even. Let's try it even. Let's yeah. do this fist fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's it totally use, works. Let's use tougher. Yeah. It yeah. totally works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, yeah, well, he's, he, <laughs> a predator 
clearly has the upper hand physically. <laughs> but like right. beating the shit out of Arnie. But this is the moment he takes off the fucking mask. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Like you don't know. You don't know that's not his face. You know he's using all this technology. Right. But like mm-hmm. this is the that's this, true. That's this true. is the first time I've watched it. He's I not this consider cr- that because I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. I just that's been intuitive to me. But yeah, that that's a great point. He's I, got, I I always thought that his mask was his face, but yeah. it's not. He's mm-hmm. got this cool mask, like super cool mm-hmm. with like. You're like, oh, great. Like, he, he looks cool. Cool, cool face. Boom. Takes it off. Mm-hmm. Ugly motherfucker. <laughs> but that mask, too, like, as cool as that mask looks, yeah. it is shaped perfectly to his actual yeah. face. Yeah. Like, it, everything fits yeah. perfectly within there. Yeah. And that's just how cool a mask on this character would that look. That predator right? costume design is yeah. unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It's unbelievably yeah. cool to have... All this technology to have the mask, to even think of having the mask over mm-hmm. that type of face, I, I think is amazing. Like, is amazing. like I love, I love Alien. I love, I love that movie. But like, Xenomorph is just what you see is what you get. Like, yeah. I love that this creature has all this technology, mm-hmm. wears this mask that it can see, you know, yeah. the heat, the heat seeking, and boom, takes it off, and he's a gross motherfucker. He's an alien. Well, here's yeah, here's another thing is that I. You, well, you don't really know what that mask is doing for him, right? Yeah. So, yes, it's mm-hmm. giving him um, like sens- a sensory advantage. Yeah. I also assumed that it was um, giving him breathable air okay, for whatever yeah. atmosphere yeah, yeah. he lands on. Because when he takes it off, there's like air bursting off, right? True. As, as he Very true, off. yeah. So, that's not really the case because yeah. he's able to breathe without it. So, I'm not sure what's going on there. But yeah. he's obviously like taking all his advantages away. And it's yeah. just like... Let's go. Well, um, they show his vision after he takes the mask off. Yeah, it's and different. It's like it's a yeah. lot more rough. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's all red. Yeah. yeah, it's just very yeah. like yeah. I, I just think it's really cool that you have a gross like looking alien, but he's got all this technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I feel like that combo doesn't mm-hmm. happen. No, right? It's like it's the gross right, alien right, right. that attacks you because he's right. gross right. Yeah. and he's yeah. got the claws. Yeah, or it's the alien that's technologically advanced i love mm. the combination well, that's the always been my love for the predators it's technology and just how like totally how much of an upper hand it has because of that technology yeah. mm. that's yeah. really cool yeah for sure the, the predator incredible in this movie yeah so basically we're at the end where they're fist fighting and uh, arnie's retreating and ends up in um a trap he set up which is mm. a double trap mm-hmm. he's got uh, a trap on each side he ends up in a position where there's a trap on each side of him so yeah. he can attack one way or the other he doesn't really realize it right off the bat but he's trying to coax the predator towards him because he's got a spike branch that's going to come down mm. i like that the predator kind of is coming in and then is just like touching it to kind of lower his head and feels a spike yeah and kind of realizes that that's something might be going on goes around the other way arnie also has a trap there drops a tree on his head and uh, it's basically it, right? The predator uh, decides so, to self-destruct, and but well, basically it. But one of my favorite things in this whole movie, first of all, I just love that that wrist, yes. like self-destruct thing. The symbols, they're so it's basic, like, like but they're so alien. Right? You yeah, just so you cool. just know they're getting smaller. But we like, know, can't, we can't right, see anything. Right. You just know it's totally. getting smaller. We all know what's going on there. Yeah. But, Even the first time I saw it, you know that yeah. that if, when these things are gone, that's bad. Right? How creepy and how cool that it plays a recording of Billy's laugh yeah. as it's doing it. Like, yeah. that is just like... He has learned. Icing on he has hands. learned, right? right? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And Artie's like, oh, fuck. It runs for his life. 
It's I, just a beautiful scene. I feel like, like, how does he know? How does the Predator know to play a laugh in that moment? Like, the laugh is right. Well, the the thing, laugh is like, I got you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So how does he know? The joke that he recorded that laugh on was like yeah. about uh, some huge vagina or something, right? Yeah. Wasn't that oh, the joke? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, like, I... I feel like maybe he like finally understands the joke or like he's, he's been taking this whole movie to like understand the joke and he's like, Oh, I get it. Okay, cool. I think um, to this me, is it a moment more he's, he's understands human yeah. culture and emotion. I think and that's like, the point that shows you that yeah. he has learned. Yeah. He knows he that has, this is yeah. the right yeah. moment to play this. Well, totally. Yeah. That's why yeah. he like, that's, that's what makes me, that moment ultimately makes me understand that he learned their language from recording it. Right. Yeah. Because, before that, he's recording it, and you can actually see him playing with it a few times. Mm. He's kind of like yeah. um, trying to say some things totally. himself. Like yeah. he's, he's repeating things, but at this moment, this is something fresh he does himself, yeah. and it works perfectly. Right. And he has learned their language and their humor, and he's laughing because, I mean, I guess, why is he laughing? I guess he's laughing. He thinks he's going to kill them both, yeah. I think. Yeah. Ar- Arnie he's ends like, up I getting away, yeah. but he's like, you know... It's it's humorous to him, right? Like, okay, you know what? You did beat me, yeah. but guess what? I've yeah. got this. I've yeah. got this wristband, yeah. which is going to blow the fuck out of this jungle, yeah. and right. you're going to die. Right. So yeah. it's humorous to him. Right? Another point where the movie is just so smart. It's not like it's this evil, diabolical laugh that would happen if you thought you were going to win. Yeah. But it's not that that's so creepy. It's that this creature has learned. Yeah. It's that this creature understands that that is a creepy thing mm-hmm. to do in this moment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, cool. it's like kind of the creepiest, scariest part of the moment is that laugh. Yeah. So basically end of the movie there, right? Yeah. Um, and then it's just like that nice sort of release with the chopper scene. Yeah. And like so just... Arnie gets away on the chopper. That yeah. The, the but, lady, the woman, you know, the jungle woman's there. Dean and I were talking earlier. One of, well, one of our favorite things is like the, the end credits. Yes. Where they just yes. have those they tiny show little, and they it's like everybody. these are these people that you really kind of grew to kind of. It's right like here. It's the next to. line in my notes. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yeah. Yeah. that's great. What, a, go, go what an awesome little way to kind of just pay homage to the movie and its hundred percent. It just so shows great. each of the characters. It shows their name. It shows a little clip about them, yeah. and they're all happy. Yeah, right. It's exactly. like a happy moment yeah. in the movie yeah. of yeah. them, and it's like it just brings it all back. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're all like like looking at the camera, you know, doing their thing. Yeah, it's. Without the building of the characters in that first act, this doesn't mean anything. No, right. right? Not at yeah. all. It's because we got, like, connected mm-hmm. to these people who we can't really relate to. Mm-hmm. It's weird, no, right? No, it is. Like, I can't relate to any of them. But also, I don't want to see any of them die. Yeah. And then I they know. all did. And then you get this credit at the end and you're like, oh, yeah, my friends. It's like a yeah. friends are memorial bad. for them. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. You it's know what? They went great. down. But you know what? I love them. And they, they did a great job. Yeah. It's awesome. It is yeah. awesome. It's fantastic. It's so, I, I like laugh. And then I'm also like, oh, yeah, I like that guy. I want to watch it again. Yeah. To me, the whole point that's underscored by this movie is you talk about a genre film, an action movie, a horror movie, a romance, a comedy, whatever. It's, they are not necessarily constrained to their genre any movie of any genre can have elements of other genres in it yeah should have elements of other genres and i know we're all here fans of big trouble little china which you guys did on an earlier podcast to me that's one of the best examples try to define what genre is that movie right Mm -hmm. 
It's, it's, it's I everything. Are you asking me right now? Well, no, that's a that's a whole other. That's a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a second podcast on that. <laughs> yeah, my but, number one answer would be Western. Who else would <laughs> yeah, have that answer? Right? Yeah, like, no, that's my answer, and that's yeah. not wrong. None yeah. of them are wrong. <laughs> exactly. But again, with Predator, it's like yes, it's obviously an action movie, and it like hits all those actiony notes yeah. to a T. Yeah. But it's just got a lot more going on, and to me, that's refreshing. Like that's for sure. That is something that I would like more movies to aspire to do. Yeah. This is an right. R-rated film that can have an $18 million budget or whatever and make 100 because it appeals to more than one audience, right? Yeah. It appeals to more than just the action. It's the action, the sci-fi, the horror. Like, whatever you are going in there for, you're going to get a piece of something, mm-hmm. right? And especially with this like this mugging at the end to the camera yeah. like it's so strange in a sci-fi movie or in a horror movie or even in an action movie but it, like it just works it's some sort of like a team type thing mm-hmm. right that's like, really interesting like that's that's a great way to make you want to see the movie again for sure it's to show these lovable all characters your, all your buddies at the end who, yeah. who haven't been around for half the movie yeah but now you think oh Remember them early in the movie and totally. how cool they were? Yeah. I want to see that again. The movie's yeah. not even about them, right? Yeah. Like, no, it's but, not. But then you see them and you're like, yeah, let's get back to that. Yeah. They were they were fun. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we got one more thing to do. It's our what if. So this is the part in the show where we like to speculate on what if something else happened or what if this or that. And we just like to have a little conversation around it. So I'm actually going to throw my what if out. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction just based upon how this this conversation has gone. Cool. Um, my new what if is I want to know. There have been a lot of bad Predator movies. Mm-hmm. I want to know, what if next week a new Predator movie comes out and we, the three of us, absolutely love it? Mm. What does that movie look like? Mm. Why do we love that movie? I have thoughts from a long time ago about what I thought would make a good movie, but let's hear what you guys think this movie looks like that comes out next week and we love maybe not as much as predator but close what do you do i can start if you guys need a couple well i would just say uh, for me to love uh, a predator movie i need it to be smart because i think this movie is very smart yeah i think it's an action movie that is fine if you just go in and you just want an action movie you'll come out and you'll be happy but I think the movie is very smart. And I think mm-hmm. the new, if there's a new Predator movie, it's got to know what it's dealing with. Like, it's got to know what it's working with, right? Yeah. And, and, and weaponize what it has. Weaponize those action tropes, just like the pre- just like Predator did. You know, it's funny. I think some of the other Predator movies had maybe some decent ideas. Like, I'm thinking of Predators, the one with, uh, was it Adrian Brody? Yeah. And... Um, Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they all ended up being killers in the end or something like that of some sort. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, say what you want about the execution of that movie. At least, like Dean said, it it, it had a smart premise mm-hmm. in a sense. 
Honestly, I've thought about this too. Like, I almost wouldn't mind seeing a movie without humans in it. Like, a Predator movie where it's the Predator or Predators going after some entirely different alien race. And maybe there's not even English in it. Maybe it's all just sort of... I, I don't know. I mean, that, it, you could go crazy with that, but it... it to be honest with you, that's where I'm at as is well. That right? Yeah, I, I would like to see... Okay, so we've seen the Predator come to Earth and fight Earth's... Earth, yeah. Earth's... <laughs> fight Earth's best. Earth's best. Earth's, Earth's best. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fights Earth's, Earth's best. He, uh, Predator came and fought Earth's burst. <laughs> and, but I want to see, like, other... Just other examples of this Predator mm. out in the universe collecting skulls. Right. right. Collecting other trophies. We don't need dialogue. I would love to see... Right. Maybe more of this hunting scenario that was in the original script mm. where we don't need dialogue. Mm. Let's just see a, a predator kind of like mapping out a territory and following something and figuring out how to attack and kill it. Yeah. And the movie could be the predator doing that on four or five planets, right? right? They could be like little right. mini missions or right. something. But right. um, I would love to see something like that, like see some of these some of these other trophies it would be more challenging for a filmmaker to do something 100 like that successfully but that's something that i think could be done nowadays a lot easier than yeah. the 80s oh yeah but I, I think that could be super successful you could totally. really do a great job at that totally. nowadays with with your special effects and but you wouldn't get a greenlit nowadays because what sure. producer is going to throw their money behind something that doesn't have the sort of established tropes that would be you know run through a focus group to make sure that they're okay for the audience to be mm -hmm. eating up and and that's where i think you get a movie like predator made back in the 80s i don't think a movie as original and daring as the predator could be made nowadays not the same way not the same way it's just it's it's too out there yeah and there's a reason why it was the last script left in that studio right you know and then it almost got cut it's it's a daring script in a way mm -hmm. it's like just to make it properly is one thing, but are people going to like it? Are people going to, and the, a lot of producers and productions nowadays, they don't have faith that the audience is going to resonate with it. And so they play it safe a lot of the time. Yeah. And what, what ends up happening is ironic in that the audience a lot of the time doesn't resonate because it's just too predictable. It's too bland. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys have completely nailed it with the what if here though. I think that's a hundred percent where you need to go. And like, I think I think we're talking Fox for Predator. Fox, Fox? Are they are they Fox property? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Twentieth, yeah, twentieth yeah, century. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, they, this movie was Pre right. the original yeah. Predator. I don't yeah. know where it's gone from here, but well, the original like was. Disney owns Fox now. But like, we're supposed to have what like five, six, eighteen uh, Avatar movies. Pandora. Oh, yeah. yeah, one of those should just be Predator showing up and <laughs> fucking everyone up. <laughs> Like that'd be the one you don't Avatar even, movie I enjoy. You don't even know about it, and you just get in there and you're just watching Avatar, and then all of a sudden, yeah. boom! Predator down, taking down. skulls. Do, 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 Let's do, 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 do. go! I love do, 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 it. Do, 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 do. Listen, I think that's the way to go. Listen, guys, this has been great. Yeah, I'm in a great mood. I'm in a great mood. Let's watch I'm, Predator. No, I'm I'm gonna do the other what if. Oh, Two, double what if? Oh. Double what if? We've never done this before. Double what if podcast? Wow, because I'm just so happy. Right hit now us, about hit this us, one. Tim. Here it is.
if... What if this team of troops, led by Arnie, is the team that goes to LV-426 with Sigourney Weaver in Aliens? <laughs> what happens? With the equipment that the, that the actual Aliens crew had? Like the pulse rifles and the flamethrowers? Mm, no, no, they go with their own gear. Okay. The the team, they, they go, their next mission, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan says... I got a new mission for you. It's a rescue. <laughs> it's, a re- again? it's a rescue there's a, there's mission. There's a cabinet minister on LV-426. <laughs> yeah. we need to I need stay. you guys. Yeah. Hot off the last jungle uh, pursuit. They go to LV-426 with Sigourney Weaver. They are the team with her. What happens? Probably much of the same. Because let's face it, the team in Aliens. You're talking about Aliens. Yes, mm-hmm. Aliens. Yes. Okay, that team was not a bunch of rookies except for their lieutenant their gorman yeah but like there were some badasses on that crew definitely so like and they were way better armed here's the thing though what? they had no idea what they were dealing with this team after this movie might know what they're dealing oh, with. oh is that is that well no it couldn't be after no. this movie because nope. after this movie only arnie is alive right? Right, that, that is so, very true that is it very would true. have to be before okay. so they don't know what they're they doing. don't have any experience okay so they I are mean, they, are they getting, have arnie they're getting wiped out and dylan okay arnie and sigourney weaver at the end arnie and ripley okay at the end i like it that's that's what happens because like it. yeah the rest of the team's going down the whole team dies except no one uh, else on this team really believed that this could be an alien like that this could be something else, right? Hmm. It was like Arnie was really into it. Well, Arnie cued in, yeah, because he was the leader, he cued yeah. in real quick that he needed to figure out what was going on here. Yeah. And... Uh, come on, Billy knew. Oh, you well, know Billy what? Knew, but Billy, Billy knew right away. Yeah. yeah. He kind of gave up, knew. though, hey? He kind of gave up. He, he, as he soon up. as he found yeah. out, he, he just, was like, he, we're yeah. dead. He yeah. understood. So he's still dead, but he, he would know. I'd like to maybe see Billy redeem himself yeah. in this one and not give up. Okay, so you're saying Sigourney and Arnie at the end. They team up at the end and they, they you know, accomplish the same thing. I'm going to say the team walks in um, side by side, gun guns um, um, positioned forward, and walks yeah. through everything, shooting and destroying every alien there is. Right. Walking to the queen and Arnie punches it in the draw. <laughs> right, and right. And it, it KOs it. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, um, just roll it That's out it, the airlock. Yeah done yeah being serious right now yeah. <laughs> yeah and sigourney's still in the little uh the car she hasn't left the car yet uh well i don't know if i i don't know if i agree with that tim no sorry i'm gonna have to disagree with that okay i may have gone too far <laughs> you went too far ripley's the badass of that movie ripley still gets it done uh, but uh but dutch far. dutch is alongside okay i like that i like yeah. that he's alongside he's there for uh support i like it if you ran the you know statistical models, you'd probably get that outcome nine <laughs> times out of ten. Let's face it, but yeah. Uh no, I think I'm with you guys. Yeah, I'm just being I'm being silly. I'm being silly. <laughs> Those aliens are badass, <laughs> and there's so many of them, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's there's too much, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What if they're in the <laughs> they're number in three? The... <laughs> number three. What if number three? What if they're in the jungle? No, I'm just kidding. I think they still die. Listen, Tim, they died. They they died (laughs) pretty easily. I think the Xenomorphs are taking them out as well. I think so. I think so. As much as you love... They're just meat. As much as you love Mac, (laughs) as much as you love Dylan... (laughs) Yeah, they do have, like, a lot of them have real tiny guns that aren't really going to do much. 
they had a lot of good equipment. That crew and aliens. Yeah, they really they did. did. They, they had, had a mini, like Mark Mark said, they had a mini gun. They were too. top of the they line. Had, like, they had, they were, had pulse yeah, rifles. Yeah. They had remote sentry units. They, they had like motion trackers. Yeah, they're the cream of the crop. They well, yeah, yeah. and they were hardened marines. A lot yeah. of them, right? So, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't say that Dutch and his crew would really fare much better. No, they would do what they could. You know what? Mud does nothing. Well, oh, that's that's also does it? Do we know though? We do. How? Who's put themselves in mud? Nobody. But we haven't seen any no more vision. <laughs> Sounds like we got a new screenplay at our ass. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, Mark, thank you very much yeah, for joining pleasure, us. Guys. That was Thanks, fantastic. We'd love to have you back again. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Dean, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, you. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. everybody i'm Corey, and i'm zach and we're the hosts of podcasting after dark a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s often found on hbo and cinemax you know the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid you can find us every other week on apple podcasts spotify podbean and stitcher this is what you want this is what you get That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.